Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. Halo, halo, Sacred Icon Halo listeners. I am here with Justin today because Josh is out with an injury. Don't think it's too serious, though, but it's definitely enough that uh, he's not here today. And Justin said he'd fill in, and we are going to talk about the Almighty Remake, or Reimagining, or Remaster, and what the difference is between those things. Justin, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Praying for a quick recovery from Josh, and uh, I hope uh, hope you guys learn from the from this that uh, you know, uh, be careful with them urinals. You know, lift with your knees. Whew. man, that's uh, that paints a pretty picture, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, not quite sure what's up with Josh, but uh, <laughs> praying for a quick recovery. I'm sure he'll be back soon, guys. I think it was just like a a backache or back problem or something like that. But, anyways, guys. Um, so. As we all know, Halo has uh, two, re- two oh, technically technically just two, it's kind of convoluted, but you have your Halo Anniversary, Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary, then you have your Halo 2 Anniversary, and then you have the MCC, which pseudo-remastered, like it doesn't really, because what I was going to talk about first of all is like, what do these different terms mean? Because Halo 1 and 2 got full new graphics engines. But then Halo 3 and 4 got brought to the Xbox One and put in 60 frames, 1080. Or actually, they're in 4K now. Um, so, Justin, I'll ask you first, what kind of terminology do you use? So, like, what would you call Halo 1 Anniversary, and what would you call Halo 3 on Xbox One? Okay, Halo, Halo 1 Anniversary. Um, I mean, that's... that's Because it doesn't remake the game. Yeah, it, it, would you, I wouldn't really call it... Would you call it a remaster? No... I don't think I would because uh, remaster would be that's what I'd call Halo Three because like you're you're better with okay. like music and recordings than I am when you remaster remaster a disc or like an album it's the same tunes it's the same thing right it just sounds better really all they do with a remaster is just make it louder there's this, this entire thing called the loudness wars that uh, mm-hmm. if you're an audio audiophile you guys should look into that but. Um, so it's not exactly the same thing. Um, um, I, I, it, it's hard to, like, you know, a remaster, I would agree with something like with Master Chief Collection to where, you know, it goes from the, the 720p that we had or, you know, 480 with Halo 2. Well, I got Halo 2. 480 with... Uh, well, you can still say Halo 2 because Halo 2 Classic's in the package. Well, there you go, yeah. yeah. Okay, so Halo 3... 
from the Xbox 360, which was sub 720p, I believe. 640. Uh, yep. Yeah, and, and pushed that all the way out to HD. Uh, is it is it 4K now or is it just 1080p? It's uh, it's 4K if you have an Xbox One X. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Yeah. So 4K, uh, 60 FPS. That's awesome. Yeah, so I, I would think, I think we're in agreement that like your Halo 3 and 4 would be like a remaster. And then you have like something like um, Resident Evil 2 or uh, Final Fantasy 7 would remake. be like a remake. Yeah. Because it's the same story and characters and ideas and principles, but different gameplay systems, different models, different zones, kind of, you know. But then but then, what would you call it reimagining at the same time? Like, I don't know if I'm just throwing too many terms out there, but really Halo 2 and Anniversary and Halo 1 Anniversary, they don't really fit any of the terminology because what they did is kind of original. They took the same game and then they just put a new graphics engine over top of it. I would say that would have to be kind of like a remaster then. I mean... Remaster with uh, it's closer to a remaster. I agree with you with the elements of remake because like it, it, but it's it's still faithful. It's it's really just kind of like a skin, you know, in resolution update. Yeah, actually, to add to what you're saying, uh, if you ever played Fable Anniversary, the original Fable's Anniversary, it got the exact same treatment that Halo One and Two did, except you can't switch the graphics back. Okay, the same. It's the same game with new graphics running over top. Um, Okay, so. Yeah, I guess those are just really extremely high budget uh, remasters, um, and then so, three and four are just yeah. Let's let's call it a um, remaster with uh, upgraded visuals. Yeah, Gra- remaster with a graphical uh, fidelity increased or yeah, yeah uh, gra- graphical upgrade. Yeah, that's true. And then I guess a remake and a reimagining is almost kind of the same thing. To me, like I would call, I would call uh, Resident Evil Two and Final Fantasy Seven both like remakes and reimaginings. They they remake the game, they reimagine certain aspects of it. Um, but which which do you find yourself enjoying more, Justin, between the two? Um, like what's your your favorite game of all time? Is Kotor, right? Also, yeah, and there is talk about that happening for that. Like, would you rather have Kotor get like a Halo Two anniversary where it's literally the exact same game? way better graphics or would you rather have it get like a uh, Resident Evil 2 remake um okay so that really depends on who's in charge of Lucasfilm at this time um once the Let's uh just pretend the, either way they do it justice if, if Dave Filoni is in there I'm all for it uh Filoni Filoni I can't remember Filoni, how to say I, his name. I don't know yeah uh uh yeah I would probably uh because okay, that goes into a lot more stuff because they have to go into like you know, uh, you know the, the new canon and old canon and anything that's in the game they'd have to make canon, you know. You know so they could just uh, make it a legacy product. I mean, right? Nah, they wouldn't do that. That's Probably. why they would. That's why they would like. There's talk about being like a reimagining or yeah. uh, uh, so that it could be made. You know, um, to a uh, you know to be canon and everything, so they can you know cherry pick what they like. Uh, and you know, leave out what they don't. But there's so much to like with that game, so I don't know what they do. I think I think I fall more in the camp of I'm always going to have the original game, so I kind of like the idea of a remake because it's like if they brought out Nice Old Republic and they you know it was, it was new graphical fidelity, it had extra missions, it had better character models and voices and everything like that. 
and some of it was really, really good, but then maybe they cut like a really cool mission or they cut out, like they made the ending not as good. Like, yeah, it wouldn't, it would suck. But then at the same time, it's like, that's a separate product now you have from the original. So I think I, I'm kind of more on the remake side, but then again, like Halo 2 is my favorite game ever. And like what they did with Halo 2 well, anniversary was like perfect because it was like, you didn't take anything away from me, but you just improved yeah. everything. So I'm with um, you there. I, I do have one caveat to that, and that uh, one thing that brings the the Halo Two remake down is uh, Mike Coulter's uh, voice acting. Oh man, there it well, is. <laughs> Josh isn't here to be the good guy either. Uh, well, I actually will on a more even more serious note. I will say I don't like that those uh, those Halo Five cutscenes are are permanently added to Halo Two Anniversary. Yeah. If you start that game fresh, you can skip it, of course, but there's no way to take it out. It's it's there at the beginning and end of that game. Had Halo Five hit like they thought it was going to, mm-hmm. um, it Might would not. Weird. It would not have. Uh, mm. It's just one of those things. If uh, you go back and you make a character evil, then it, it, it casts that shadow on every experience you've had with it before. So it yeah. just yeah, you can't you can't. Mm, yeah. So I mean, another question I have then is like. The thing about like just straight up re as we call it remastering games. So you have like your Halo Three, Halo Four. They're the exact same game, except they're just brought to higher resolution and frames. Like sometimes I like that, and other times it really feels like a cash grab. You know, we we've all seen the 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 game that comes to Xbox One that was on 360. And it's the same carbon copy game, but they slap Definitive Edition on it and charge sixty bucks. So I feel like <laughs> I feel like there is a level there of like the remaster being worth it. But I don't, it's really hard for like consumers to tell. Like, I don't know if I can tell, like, I really appreciate Halo and three and fours, but I don't know if I needed dishonored definitive edition or even Halo Wars definitive edition, because like, if you ever played Halo Wars definitive edition, it's the same exact game with, you know, high resolution and frames. I'm sure that that also, because that was on the 360, but it went to the Xbox one. I'm sure there was a lot of stuff they did under the hood that you don't see as well. Possibly. Um, that uh, might make, you know, the experience a bit better as well. So I, I would still prefer to play, you know, that on the Xbox one, of course. I mean, that's like a given. Uh, but, but what do you think? Okay, what do you think a remaster? I think I could agree with you. What do you think a remaster should cost then, like as a base, one game that's just got a resolution and frame bump? Um, it, it's, I, I don't think they should sell it at cost, you know, mm-hmm. but maybe like 10 to 15% more than at cost, you know, something like that. So, you know, a game, depending on how old it is and everything, you know, 30, 30 I would say start at 40, you know, yeah. cause, cause I, I do like the idea of giving your fans the opportunity, to, uh, opportunity to, to support you in the studio mm-hmm. and everything. Um, and then you know later on it being digital, you know, the, the age of you know the digital age, things moving in that uh, that that uh, kind of era where you know look at like Steam sales and everything uh, where you can get something really cheap. You know, uh, back in the day, back in the day before, uh, yeah, um, you know, uh, have you been on Steam lately? I mean, Is I it- see it from time to time, but but honestly, the. If you're talking about like cheap digital games, I mean, I yeah. am constantly bombarded by games <laughs> that I want to buy on my PlayStation and Xbox because mm-hmm. the digital deals are so good. And it's like I don't need 12 more games, but I can get these 12 games for 80 bucks. There was yeah. something that happened, I can't recall what it was, but like Steam sales 
uh, now don't seem like they're as huge as they used to be, like in discounts. It used to be like you pick up a game that's like, mm-hmm. you know, a year old for like two bucks, and it's like, whoa, <laughs> you know. I mean, yeah, I think it has. I think I've heard that the sales aren't as good on Steam, but like, I, like I said, also, I think the fact that consoles have now mimicked Steam is making Steam seem so much less um, enticing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think what like PC games go on discount quicker. I feel like. But they still go pretty quick on console. Pretty much any game you ever want, if you wait six months to a year, you're gonna save twenty to forty bucks. Yeah, I'm console. still I'm still waiting on Fallen Order to uh, to drop to a good uh, a good price point. And I think it's already been at thirty eight at one point, which is still a pretty huge drop on it. That's twenty two dollars. It just came out in what is it December? So yeah, probably. It's, it's pretty big. Um, and then some games that are awful, like well, are were awful at launch for those who are fans. Like Fallout seventy six, I'm pretty sure it was half price two weeks after launch. Oh, was it really? Yeah, briefly because oh. it was you know it just, it didn't work. It would just bomb so poorly, and then of course like all your hardcore fans who bought it day one, they're stuck paying sixty, and it's like that that yeah. move. What a bad move! Like if it's not working, why would you cut the price so that more people can like not experience it working? Well, I mean, I guess it. I mean, Unless they fixed it, I assume their budget for seventy six was much lower because they just used Fallout Four's assets and it didn't. It was broken when it came out, so I'm guessing that was just a cash grab because they didn't. Bethesda, as in the games development studio, they don't have anything coming out forever because their games take a decade to make. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, but as far as like remasters and remakes go, uh, I think and you kind of already said this, Justin. I feel like if if a gamer. If a gamer's getting what they want, or if a gamer's satisfied with something, the truth be truth be told, we'll pay about anything, and that's that's a that's a good and bad thing. Like that's something that should encourage publishers and developers to do a good job because they know that their consumers will spend hand over fist. It's also kind of a bad thing because they know that and they can get away with shoving out crap. But it's like for me, you know, it's like if they announced a Halo Three, and we're going to talk about this, if they announced a Halo Three anniversary that's coming out next year. And they did everything I wanted for that title. It's it's it, it looks amazing. It's got redone whatever blur cutscenes, anything you'd want. If they do a fantastic job on it, I pay a hundred dollars for it. I pay them one twenty for it because it's just something I really want. And if they do it right, I'm happy. But if they do Halo Three Anniversary next year and they like replace the voice actress for Cortana, or they, mm-hmm. you know, they cut out the scene where. Uh, Chief and Arby back up against each other with the sword and the assault rifle out, the iconic scene. Like, if they do something like that, it doesn't matter if you charge just $25. People are going to be outraged, you know? Yeah. So I think the gamer is just really willing to spend <laughs> a ton of money if they get what they want. I, I just imagine, like, you know, George Lucas getting his, his his dirty little paws on this and, like, I really feel like the Arbiter and the Elites need to blink. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Blinking Elites. Oh, man. Man, you know, that brings me, that's good. I'm going to, I'm going to keep that in the back of my head because it brings me for another topic, but, (laughs) um, but yeah, so like I personally, like, I think there's two different camps people fall in. They're usually, I really love remakes. I really love reimaginings, remasters. I want as many as I can get. A lot of people want a Mass Effect trilogy remake and remaster. That'd be amazing. Um, Start with, start with number three, you know, fix fix everything there. <laughs> just make just make a new three. Just keep um, your promises. Actually, well, Andromeda made three look like a pretty darn good game, honestly. You um, know what? I, I should I should throw in real quick that I actually enjoyed three, even before the uh I enjoyed three. I yeah, didn't have they, a problem with the ending either, actually. Yeah, me me either, but the you know, 
reason was because I was kind of out of games at that time, and it felt like I was just trying to get that done. And Probably I finally, fin- yeah, I finished finished it, and uh, it wasn't until afterwards I was like, you know, I saw like there was some some controversy about that, and then I lo- went and looked, and like remember like uh, checking out like the old videos and them saying like. Oh, you! Every decision you make will change. You know, change the ending of the game. That you know, stuff like that. And I was just like, wait a minute. Yeah, none of that stuff happened. And that's mm-hmm. why I was on board from the beginning. The so. biggest eye rolling thing for me when I was playing Mass Effect Three is I was like, because like in my game, um, what's the name of the Geth guy? Legion. Garrus. Legion. Oh, oh, the Geth. Yeah, uh, yeah, Legion. Yeah. Legion died in my Mass Effect Two. So in Mass <laughs> Effect Three, a different, a guy who looked just like Legion but had a different color, with a different oh, name, gosh. Yeah. had the had the same plot line. So. It was just really uh, kind of shady there, what, but well, go ahead, Josh. Good, Justin. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the Solarian's name that uh, from two? Midas Morda- Night. M- 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 Morden. 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 Yeah, yeah. I, I, there was the thing with him in the three to where, you know, if uh, if he died in two, it was just some random person. For, yep. For his for his same for the guest Legion. Yeah. Same yeah, thing. and that's that's not that you can't. Mm, no, nah, that's can, just lazy. It's very obvious. You're pulling the wool over your fans. I was like. I understand mm-hmm. what you're. What we're asking you to do is extremely hard, but that's the promise you were making since 2006, when your game was announced. Mm-hmm. You know, like that was the premise of your game. So uh, we can we can hold you accountable to that. While we're on this topic too, I should I want to mention that when I played Mass Effect Two, uh, and then started hearing everybody else's stories about like you know the ending of that game, like mm-hmm. you know your your friends and your party members getting picked off, and I was like, really? Because I played it and like what made sense to me and. Everybody lived my first playthrough. I only I only played Mass Effect two one time and it was perfect, so I never really saw the reason to play again. Uh, but but to hear like, oh, Garrus died. What? Okay. Yeah, man, never were, happened for me. I did it just right. I literally just told the story, so everyone listening is gonna be like, well, we we just heard this. It was two episodes ago, but when we were doing our top fifty games, me and Josh, we got to Mass Effect two, and I always tell the story because it was so freaking hilarious. Before I got into the Mass Effect series, I was at Stephen Fuqua's house. <laughs> and I was watching him play Mass Effect 2. Yes. And it was it was this game had just came out, so it was just new. And he got to the final sequence and he's playing the game and Garrus dies at the ending sequence. And he goes <gasps> <laughs> And he stands up and he walks over to the Xbox and he presses the power button. And he turns around and he's like, Garrus is not dying. And he just replayed the whole sequence because he wasn't gonna lose Garrus because it's how attached he was to the character. Which I thought was so cool, but you know, you you've got me. You're you got you get ahead of me on uh, this next topic after we okay. we cover Halo Three Anniversary, because the next topic I want to talk about is like fans and how that alters products and games and movies and everything. Like um, as far as like uh, Halo 3's, or not Halo Three, sorry, Mass Effect 3's ending, they ended up changing. They added they patched in new scenes and they did all this stuff because of fan demand and. You know, like you look at the Star Wars sequels and things like that. We're gonna get to that; it'll be juicy. Okay. But um, yeah, fans meat on them bones. Yeah, uh, fans definitely uh, affect more than I think they should, in my opinion. But um, no, to kind of wrap up the the remake remaster thing, um, do you feel like any Halo game left needs a, a remaster? Personally, in your opinion, uh, obvious one I mean, remaster, which we said was basically just upping the res and the frame rate and everything. I mean, we're, we're that's I mean, Spartan Assault, uh, but I think we've already gotten Halo Three to that point. Um, I mean, with, well, we kind of talked about like, but reimagining and like a graphical update, like a Halo Two anniversary treatment. Yeah, yeah, it'd be really cool to see 
um, Halo 3 kind of get something there to, to get me, you know, give me a reason to play it again. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's a big thing. I mean, th- that's the thing is the product's already sold. Um, it's, you know, the Master Chief Collection's uh, already out, and it has been, and it's, you know, it's cheap to get. So, so for them to do that would just, you know, be a love project for the fans. Like, we appreciate you. Here you go. Well, okay. But so they've already question. done that a lot. With, with yeah, with I mean, the 343 so. has done way more than I ever expected with oh, God, MCC yeah. at this point. Um, but then that begs two questions. One, um, do you think any game past Halo 3 needs remastered? I mean, in my opinion, it's a joke. No. Yeah, I even asked that because no. they all look so good. Um, but uh, the other question would be, so if they released Halo 3 Anniversary one day, in what matter or what manner would you want them to release it? Would you want it to be a DLC patch for MCC or a full standalone Series X product with its own matchmaking? DLC. DLC. I would just say DLC. I think it's you, the, I agree. The, the the framework's already there. Um, just just you know a little bit a little bit of love here and there make Lord Hood look less like Scooby Doo, and that's uh, an insult to Scooby Doo, man. <laughs> I, I think I think the best equivalent would be Lord Hood's face in Halo Three looks like a pile of mashed potatoes. <laughs> hey, now that sounds good. With right no there. gravy. I, I oh oh. Yeah, oh, I killed it, I killed it right there. You killed it. Uh, yeah, like a DLC patch for... Would it be just the campaign then, or would they want to do... Would there be like a Halo 3 anniversary playlist like there is for Halo 2? I, would I wouldn't even bother. the campaign. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we have so many... Yeah. 20 Twenty dollars is 20 dollars. I mean, uh, I, I can, I'm pretty, much, pretty sure almost everyone who owned MCC would drop 20 bucks for uh, the, the, yeah. the campaign remastered. Yeah. I would, I would, I would do that. Yeah. Twenty bucks for that. There, I mean, it doesn't have to tie into you know infinite or anything like that. Well, if they did a thing like that to infinite and the story wasn't you know, like you know, similar to Halo 5's and you know levels of disappointment, that might mm-hmm. be like a little interesting thing. You know, little tidbits here and there that aren't connected to the, the cutscenes, but just like little bonus things you can watch somewhere. I don't know. Uh, uh, it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting. I'll say that. Yeah, and that would be really cool to find out that they were doing this in the meantime, leading up to Infinite. Like, imagine something comes out this uh, this June or July. You said it was July that they're doing the... Uh, July, yep. Yeah, New not Halo June. Information. Yeah. Okay. Uh, imagine we get that, you know, oh, it, Infinite's coming at the end of the year, but right now you can... You know, 15 bucks, Halo 3. Uh, That'd be one. dope. I think it's very unlikely. But I mean, it the reason might I, not be. I mean, it seems like they're uh, you know it's been five years they're working on Infinite, and they're also trying to do all this like bringing MCC to PC. So I don't, I don't feel like they'd have that up their sleeve, especially with like they're all working from home and everything. But uh, I feel like we will get a Halo Three remake or anniversary one of these days. It might maybe it'll be their twentieth anniversary, which seems really far away. But that's that's uh, seven years from now, and the wait time's going. It'll be here tomorrow, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so, but yeah. We're old. That's, uh, yeah, that's what I, I think Halo 3 is the only one that really looks like it needs work. Um, Halo 4 looks like it came out last year to me still. Um, but anyways, my, my next thing that I was going to move into is, uh, and it applies to Halo in a big way. Halo is the center of the topic, but we can apply it to many other things. My opinion is that fans ruin franchises more often than the creators of the of the product do. And I think the, the biggest example on the planet is probably Star Wars. Um, I think it's fair to say that Star Wars is a big property. A lot of excitement for the prequels. Prequels came out. Everyone largely panned them, talked about how uh, awful they were, how poorly done they were for 15 years or whatever. 
and then uh, Disney buys uh, Star Wars, and everyone's like, rejoice, George Lucas can't <laughs> touch my baby anymore, and Disney's not going to do us harm, and Force Awakens come out, and there was definitely complaints with Force Awakens, but I feel like collectively most people were like, yeah, Star Wars is back on track now. And it then was hope. The, the second The Last Jedi I came hope. A new hope, yes. Well, basically, it was a new hope. Um, <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. But, yep, yep. But then basically, Last Jedi came out and pretty much threw the uh, Star Wars fan base into a bigger disarray than it even was before Disney bought it. Because at least before Disney bought it, everyone was pretty much in in unison agreement. Like, pretty much, you had you had people who hated the prequels, which was most people, and then you had people who liked them that uh, didn't talk because they were afraid. Uh, you know? Um, but so now, now we're in this position where it's like, it used to be George Lucas ruined my childhood, ruined Star Wars. Now it's Disney ruined Star Wars. The sequel trilogy was awful. It doesn't count. It ruined it. And you see that with Halo too. You see, or Halo also, I should say, you know, oh, Bungie was the good Halos or, um, you know, four and five isn't real Halo. I don't count those. It's garbage. Or some people love four, hate five. Um, you know, to what level, and I'll say this one last thing. I'll switch over to you, Justin. To what level do you think the fans affect how these products turn out? Because in my opinion, um, because of the fans, we got Force Awakens, something ridiculously safe because people didn't like the prequels. And then after that, um, Rian Johnson and or Disney, however you want to put it, tried to do something different. I'm not saying it was good, just for the record. I'm just saying they tried to do something different, and fans went crazy pissed over that. So then with Rise of Skywalker, they very much did like a course correction kind of Wink, wink, you've seen this before, we're going to redo this, kind of mm. bring back Palpatine type stuff. So it feels to me like the the fans had a big uh, a sway in how the sequel trilogy turned out, because it feels like Disney was listening to fans a lot, um, and I think that's probably happened in Halo as well. What, what do you think? Okay, there's so, so much to like really kind of unpack there, if you're, if you're talking about this, the sequel trilogy with Star Wars. Um, I mean, Disney wanted to play it safe uh, with the Force Awakens, when that was probably the right call. Mm-hmm. A little bit, a little bit too safe, you know. You get to the part with uh, you know Harrison Ford. Well, it'd be, how do we blow it up? So what? It's you know? bigger this time. <laughs> exactly. You know? Even he's like, yeah, I've watched this movie before. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Deja oh, like vu. That, like that part where uh, where Harrison Ford's like trash compactor, and Finn's like, I watched this movie as a kid. Right, <laughs> it, 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 yeah, a little bit, uh, you know, J.J. Abrams and the, the fan service stuff, yeah, it, it's, there's a reason people talk about it, is because it's there quite a bit, but, um, oh gosh, uh, so they, they, like, played it really safe, and, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like football, you won't get this analogy too much, but, like, Not really. quarterback will throw a lot of uh, check downs, a lot of easy short passes, and once the... You know, the the safeties, the people like way in the backfield start playing up. They'll go for that long, long toss down the field, you know, catch them off guard. And that's kind of like what, what happened with, uh, um, you know, the Last Jedi. Um, I, I from, from what I have heard, uh, The Last Jedi basically kind of Disney and Bob Iger kind of gave carte blanche, do what you want. You know, not, they didn't have their hands in the cookie jar for that one. And uh, just gave like full faith in like Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson, you know, uh, by extension. Like she, Ryan Johnson is her boy, mm-hmm. and she, you know, they both agreed like a hundred percent politically, and that's why we got this over the preachy, um, hair dyed message. 
Well, for know, the record, now, there's going to be people listening now it to this means that, something. that love that movie, Justin, but, you know. Well, I myself I like it more than Rise of Skywalker, but I don't. It's not like I love it, but I, I like I like the pacing, and that's about it. Yeah, the humor. I think only one thing like actually cracked me up, and that's it. Um, and everything else felt flat. Nothing made sense. Like uh, the end after they're like completely crippled and dying. Um, you know, they're like. Just a small band of them together on a ship, and they're all smiling and laughing. <laughs> Everyone does. Why? Yeah, but without critiquing the Last Jedi all over again. Yeah, I think you've, I think you've agreed that. that Force Awakens definitely had fan influence. Seems like that wasn't the case with uh, Last Jedi. I, I wouldn't say it was fan influence. I would say that's J.J. Abrams trying. That's just what he does. You go back and you watch Star Trek, or especially like you know. a perfect scene is like uh, Star Trek in the darkness, and I'm referring to this as a perfect scene. Just as an example to what we're talking about, it's not a perfect scene, uh, but you, you know, uh, you have Bones working on a, 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 a Tribble, I think is what it's called, uh, and he brings it back to life with Khan's blood. Mm-hmm. You know, they they just had to like work in some kind of uh, you know, some yeah. little callback to the original series. Well, so, that's what, but then I could, I could argue that's, that that's why Disney brought J.J. on, because they were like, we want to make a Star Wars movie that brings back the, what people want mm. from Star Wars, and then Last Jedi, they kind of went off the book with that, and then Rise of Skywalker, wouldn't you say, they, they saw the criticism for Last Jedi, and they that affected what Rise of Skywalker became, wouldn't you say that? Yeah, yeah, Disney was playing it safe with Force Awakens, they let, uh, did it Hail Mary, you know, let, let Kathleen Kennedy and her boys do the Hail Mary with uh, the um, <laughs> um, the the Last Jedi, and it got intercepted in return for a pick six, mm. and then uh, um, Disney's like, nope, no, no more of that, <laughs> nope, you're done. Yeah, all right, well, let's bring in the guy that made us two billion instead of uh, yeah, you know, the stuff with all the the, the and then uh, yeah, by the end of it, they were they have their uh, their income from two billion to one billion. You know, yeah. great, they still made over a billion, but you know what? It was still half of what they did the first run out. And Rise of Skywalker just barely cleared a billion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the merchandising is non-existent. Like, you can you can find a Rose Tico for, like, two bucks. Yeah, and that's from The Last Jedi still, and it's on the shelf now. <laughs> or in your local garbage dump. Mm. Well, uh, but, so what would you, so would you say that, like, if we didn't have all the people that were hating on the prequels prior to Disney's acquisition. Do you think we would have got a better sequel trilogy or a worse one or the same one? I mean... Okay, so here's the thing. Um, at that time, a big complaint about the prequels was the overuse of the CGI. Mm-hmm. Um, it was You can you can watch the behind-the-scenes stuff of George Lucas just sitting down. Uh, just got two cameras, uh, shot, reverse shot, and then... All okay, the blue let's, screens let's, everywhere. All the blue screen. This just, you know, characters walking... Typical complaint, you know, complaints. You know, uh, you, you'll get out of me here with with the way he did the, the that stuff. And just everything was on a computer. There's nothing. It, it, mm, there's no no soul to the. You know, there's there no love of filmmaking in those movies, mm-hmm. and it's crazy because that's what Star Wars. Like the, the amount of work and love put into uh, making those movies was from some people. Uh, the amount of detail and creating the models and props is just. Oh, it's amazing. And then to go from that to just making everything on a computer, it, it just lost a lot. Mm-hmm. So to go to that, 
to go from that to the new trilogy and them you know, emphasizing practical effects with some CGI uh, over top. The practical effects is what everybody wanted. You know, that, 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 that was huge. That's why it cleared $2 billion, uh, because it, it, it brought us back to the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. It was amazing to see all that stuff come back. You know, so do you think uh, they would have made a more like blue screen type move? Like, would the, what would have, what would the first Disney movie have looked like if we didn't have people hating the prequels beforehand? You know, like I feel like there's a big fan. Of, that's mm. kind of what the point I'm trying to get across. Is I feel like there's a huge fan influence there. Like, I feel like in, that was a fan influence. Yeah, yeah. Like to, to compare it with you know because we're talking about Halo here to compare it. For me, I feel like Halo Four is more of. That that's Halo's Last Jedi, in my opinion. Halo Four is the thing that was really, um, really different and and ballsy. Uh, was Halo Four, and then though I, I'm not saying it's like the same, you know, story beats or quality as Last Jedi or anything like that. I'm just saying that Halo Four felt really different and 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 but it felt strong and confident. Um, I feel like Last Jedi feels confident whether you believe it deserves to be or not. Uh, personally, but then Halo Five to me feels like very much a course correction from Four. Like they, the, all the complaints that people gave about four, you know, the, oh, let's bring in blue team. Let's drop the didact. He's not really here. Let's not really talk about foreigners that much. You know, you know, let's see. I feel the opposite. I feel like five is the way you think four is, you know, okay. five, five is, you know, if you're going to like compare you know, between the the mediums of the, uh, yeah, mediums and, and, and franchises that, that, you know, uh, five would be the last Jedi of, uh, of the Halo series, um, Crit- well, as far, as far as critical feedback goes, you're, you're probably definitely right. Yeah, yeah, but but also like yeah, they brought back they brought they brought in Blue Team, but they also made them useless. Hmm. You know, <laughs> like they had no no uh, really importance. Um, they a lot of a lot of wasted characters, um, which you can you know that's, that's definitely a thing with uh, the entire sequel trilogy. It's just it's just completely just a, a mishmash of wasted and missed opportunities, wasted characters and missed opportunities. So what do we think for, I mean, what do we think they need to do for Halo Infinite? Like, we're about to see it here in July. For you, you that don't know, listening to this podcast, I'm guessing most of you already do, uh, it's been confirmed there will be, like, full Infinite, you know, gameplay and, like, reveal uh, in July. So, you know, looking at, like, Star Wars sequels as maybe a bad example, well, a good example of a bad thing happening, you know, what should Infinite do? We Obviously, we don't we don't want Halo Infinite to pull a... Uh, Rise of Skywalker. We don't want the Prophet of Truth to show up and go, ha ha ha! I have, I have been here the whole time. I mean, yeah. um, but do we want Infinite to be like a Force Awakens too? Like, do we, do we want it to be like a, oh, you're Chief and you land on a Halo ring and you do a Warthog run off the end? Like, what okay. do you think? What do you think is best for the franchise more so than what we want? Okay, so there's like a Ghostbusters two kind of uh, problem I have uh, for fans of Ghostbusters. You might remember. Uh, going to you know seeing seeing Ghostbusters one and it ends with like the city like loving them. All right, all right, we're gonna make a sequel. What do we do? All right, let's make them start from the bottom and go to the top again. Well, they were already at the top in the last one. Why are we starting from the bottom? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're gonna restart. We're gonna like okay, uh, Mankman and, and you know Dana are apart now. Oh, they're gonna get back together again. We're gonna do the exact same thing again. Okay, well that's dumb. We've already we've already gotten there. Like mm-hmm. you don't know what to do. So the same thing happened with like the show Chuck, 
Like, I, I, you guys recommended Chuck to me, and I started watching, I think, season two, the ending. I love the ending of season two, and that's where it should have stopped. Well, because, I, I'm pretty sure we told you that, well, I thought I did at least, yeah, that, like, uh, it, yeah. you know, it, it went, it's not that consistently good the whole way through, but it had some yeah. really good parts. All right, so he finally gets to the top, and he's got the girl, he's, he's like this, you know, whatever, at the end of, like, season three or something like that, and then it ends, and it comes back, and new season, we don't know what to do, we are creatively bankrupt. So we're going to start from scratch. Um, he's actually back to where he was. He's having confidence issues. He lost the girl. Now we're going to explain that. Like, the, the Ghostbusters 2 of of stuff. The, the, only, the only one caveat or, I'd give there is that uh, every single year of, of Chuck being on the air, they didn't know until the last minute if they would be able to do another season. So they probably had to, they didn't have much time to plan that stuff. I'm not saying that gives them a complete pass, but mm. it was basically like a season would end, they'd wait, and then they'd be like, okay, you can do another one now, and then they had to scramble to put something together. But yeah, yeah it's still a good point. Um, and, I, and now that you said that, like you talked about how like um, pretty much had to re-earn everything all over again in uh, mm-hmm. Ghostbusters 2. Halo 2 did, did it right. Halo 2, when you start Halo 2, you're getting awarded with medals while you see the yeah. Harbinger and like getting tortured because he failed um and so, then shit yeah. just hits the fan yeah so they right there just earth being attacked that that's what they need is uh you know put keep things on its natural progression and then throw something in from left field so that's you, it. you in a sense even though you know we were all pretty much narratively disappointed with five you would like it to continue on from five kind of organically just way to put words in my mouth wow am I, is yeah that, uh, if they're gonna do that um, it's it's so tough to 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 continue from five after five being what it was. Um, I mean, what I'd like to do is kill Locke. I he was just you know Blandy McBlanderson, that character. Now, not 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 saying the actor or the uh, the voice actor. Voice actor was great. Just he he was just a boring character. I I had just, zero attachment to Locke, but I don't feel like I need him to die either. Yeah. I just mostly need him to not be on screen too much. Yeah, if we're gonna kill a main character of a series, we should start with this one. Naughty Dog. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, where were we at? Where were we at? Justin, he threw me off. I got some crap in my throat. Um, <clears throat> no, but for for Infinite, like I don't. It seems like they're going more for a soft reboot approach. So we might get something more. I don't know if it's gonna feel like it connects to four and five as well. Uh, I mean, it's got the original look. Of uh, like kind of a Halo Three look with the the art design and everything, and they're 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 saying all the right things to to pitch a more um, back to basics thing with Infinite. Um, but I mean, that's I think it's fair to say that's also fan feedback that's led to what Infinite is as well because of mm-hmm. the fan feedback for Five. I, and I, I think there's a level of like fan feedback matters because like obviously after Five came out, we wouldn't want to see uh, Halo Six have the same writer. <laughs> And same leads yeah. for the story, um, but what do you think? So, like, does something to say, Justin? Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I just I, I feel like they um, the writer they got was not the uh, not the guy for that that project. You know, I'm sure he's good at a lot. Of, you know, that's something that I just don't. He had feel done like Spartan right Ops for Halo Four prior. Mm. So. Yeah, uh, that's probably a good testing ground, but I don't I don't think they. Probably got a lot of, uh, that's the thing is like people like the companies will find a guy they like a lot and it just doesn't work out. You know, um, it, sometimes personality doesn't translate to the overall like result. 
and the, this I think that was probably the case in in, in Halo Five. Um, so going to Halo Six and Infinite, not knowing like where they're going with it yet, because we've seen so little. Like we've had some hints here and there. You know, you guys talk about Oscar Mayer and everything, and uh, you know where it's where it's going with that. You know, it'd be it, I'm I'm interested to see where it's going to go. We don't know who the enemies are. We don't, you know. I think everybody would agree that you know we're, we're kind of tired of Forerunner, but who do we, do we just go back to the Covenant? You know, I mean, a lot of people like myself would like the Banished. I'm not speaking for everyone, but the Banished are the oh from Halo Wars two, which are, I mean, they're essentially, I mean, it's the Covenant, but it's not. You know, I mean, the cool thing about I, it is that totally for it then. What's that? Totally for it. Yeah, me too. Because it's just it's just fun. I mean, also, and it, there's narrative purpose for why they're there, and they're they're uh, instead of like the purplish pink colors of the Covenant, they're they're red, and elites and brutes work together. So seeing elites and brutes in battle together would be that pretty would neat. Be neat. Um, so yeah, I think a lot of people would like that. There's been some like leakedish toys that in, indicate that the Banished will be an infinite, but that's still not a guarantee. Um, but that's definitely the direction we'd like it to go. Um, as far as like when, once we see everything come out of Halo Infinite um, in July, what I have a feeling you're more like me in this now. But like, what is is there anything they can reveal about Halo Infinite or show that's going to make you go, Nah, I'm out. Um. Well, first I'll I'll say the opposite. Like something that I would like to see that would like kind of like blow me away that I don't expect them to, but I'd like to is more stuff with like the the precursors and cosmic horror type of stuff. Mm. Um, something to get that kind of like. Miss, miss, the mystery and like kind of oh crap you know of uh halo one when you find the flood i want some more of that give me give me some that on my plate i want some extras and some sides I and mean, that sounds uh, awesome it, it doesn't sound very like accessible to mainstream which just makes me worry it wouldn't be there but it sounds I, you know like- i i would disagree because i i feel like you know that the cosmic horror is uh a pretty it's becoming pretty mainstream right now i mean you know uh it's kind of like what Rick and Morty is too. Is is it's basically kind of a cosmic horror type of uh, uh, deal. Like not like straight like you know ejecting horror into you know the the Halo series series, but like you're still a guy in an armor suit and you can handle it. You know yeah. that'd be great. Um, but something that they would do that would make me just kind of like nah. Um, if if you're not playing as Master Chief the entire game, which you know, they like, said that you are, you know, that's good. So. If, if they do something like that, or if they like, <sighs> oh man! Well, did you did you hear this really weird? Usually, I don't mention rumors because there's no point until they're fact. But there was a rumor going around, which I don't think is true. But the rumor said that the game will have like twenty missions. The campaign will have like twenty missions. You play as Master Chief on all of them, but each mission will have like a side uh, optional thing you can do playing as someone else. Like and then they listed that. That's weird. Yeah, the, maybe I don't know if it would make more sense if it was kind of like a open world esque light type thing. But it sounded like there was going to be like Jerome from Spartan or from Halo Wars, um, Locke again, Buck. Like they named a bunch of extra characters that you would be able to do some side missions with. But the entire central narrative, you'd be strictly chief, which is something I seem like. I mean, I think I'd be more open to, but that also doesn't seem like a very likely thing. I feel like that's probably not a real rumor. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really see that happening myself. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing I would like to see them do, and we'll get back to the, the current topic of like, you know, the, what, what, what would a big turnoff be uh, for Halo Infinite? But I would like to, like, I would like to see them justify Locke's existence because that never happened. I think Introduce that's preferable to just killing him because killing him is admitting that it was yeah. a waste of time. 
Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. I mean, little little spoiler for GTA people. If you haven't played, you should. Um. I mean, I never beat the Lost in the Dam, but I remember playing it. Um. It was a DLC for GTA Four, and you play as a character named. I'm pretty sure it was Johnny, and. The end, you play Halo. I'm sorry, Halo. You you play GTA Five, and uh, the main character, one of the main characters of that, just bashes his head in, and it's just like, oh, you know, it was uh, it was really well done, and it was it kind of sucked, but it like really made uh, Trevor look crazy, and he was so entertaining all the way through. It's such an interesting character. That uh, you know, it, 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 it's still kind of like, still kind of like damped him a little bit, but you can never really trust him, and that like that really made him in his character just like you can never know what to expect from this guy. You know what Trevor from made GTA him crazy. 5? Yeah, and how he, how he brought feel. him up because my wife and I are marathoning um, The Walking Dead on Netflix, and he <laughs> he's a main character right now, sort of. Really? A, yeah, he he acts like Trevor, kind of. He has a mustache though. Uh, um, he's a, he's a he's a, he's a jerk. But uh, he was also in he was also in Breaking Bad for a split really uh, for a little bit too. What? Yeah, there was a, a thing where uh, Mike, the character of Mike, uh, goes and he has to do some some job, and uh, just the the old guy. It's Mike, right? Yeah, Mike, Mike Ermintrout and Banks. Yeah, Ermintrout. Yeah, he goes and he's uh, supposed to do some little job for some nerdy scientist guy or something, or a uh, computer guy. I don't know, and. Uh, there's like a team of people there he's supposed to be with and he's like i do this alone and he ends up like i don't know breaking his hand or something or like knocking on the floor and just you know Mm. you know he does it all alone takes all the money and does does the job by himself oh i think i know what you're talking about i remember that spot Yeah. yeah yeah that was the first thing i saw him in outside that that game uh you have more you want to talk about? Uh, well, I was just going to say, I mean, that, that guy, or do you want to go back to the topic? Of, yeah, well, uh, I, I mean, pretty much that's all I had to say about that guy. I just thought that guy was, I mean, that guy's a, I don't know if I want to say good actor, but one I enjoy watching. I mean, he's in, yeah. interesting. Um, yeah. But I mean, I, I kind of said this on Twitter on my personal account earlier today. I was like, things things I know I don't want in Halo Infinite. I don't, I don't want an open world, and I don't want mm-hmm. I don't want a battle royale. Okay. But despite wanting both of those things. If they announced in July that uh, Halo Infinite is open world and has a battle royale, I'm just in the mindset in my like in my place in life or how I feel about media. I'm not going to write it off. I'm not even going to be that upset. I'm just going to go, you know, that's not really what I wanted, but I'm going to give it a shot, see how it goes. And mm-hmm. ultimately, I'm just going to look for like, I'm just excited to have more Halo content because it's been five years and it's mm-hmm. just going to be exciting to have something. So I think I'm just not looking forward to after all of this waiting, Halo Infinite is going to have information come out in July and immediately people are going to grab onto things and make these huge, you know, statements about how Halo's ruined or it's never going to be good or, Oh, sprint. It's over. Oh, open world. It's over. Oh, battle Royale's not there. It's irrelevant. Like all these snap judgments. And obviously there's no way it's the internet. Like there's no way to keep that from happening. But it, to me, it just shows like it's a good thing. They waited this long to show us stuff because if they announced this stuff a year ago, then they just would have been criticized for a year. I, I'm personally excited to get new Halo information. I'm going to be super optimistic about it just because it's something. I know a younger Brian would have been very like, if this doesn't have this, I'm going to be upset. But, you know, we have like, we have the other Halos. We, you know, it's just what I said about remakes earlier. 
you have the original games. It's not going to hurt you. You know, you know? Kn- knowing you, if there was a situation like that, like where if it didn't if it doesn't have this, I'm going to be so upset, and you play it, and you're just like, meh, whatever. I like it. <laughs> like, it's definitely possible. You, you always came around. It seemed like. Oh my my wife like my my wife says I drive her nuts with that too because I'll <laughs> I'll uh, two different times it's happened. One we went and saw. Oh, what movie was? I'll come back to that. One was I played Jedi Fallen Order. Um, and I thought it was a pretty good game. And then like a month after I beat it, I was like, you know, it really wasn't that good. And uh, my wife's <laughs> like, you always do that. You say something's good or yep. and then it's not. Or you say something's bad and then you like it. <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, I think I just need, I'm the kind of person who needs more time to think about. I'm the kind of person who wants to make my judgment call immediately, but needs more time to think about it. Like I I remember yeah. like Deftones. I think I, I, think I showed I've you always a liked Deftones, Deftones song. No. Ah, yeah, because we talked about it early in high school mm-hmm. how we both liked that one song that we found out was Change. Yeah, but I told you I and couldn't get into their lies. other music, their other CDs. Yeah, that, yeah. that's what I mean. And, and then, now then, it's my like, favorite band. Then, like a time. month later, like you just like had shirts and stuff like that. I was like, what? Well, happened? it wasn't that. It was years later, it. but no. I, yeah, it's, it was. Yeah, but yeah, no, I, it's my favorite band now. But man, I'm trying to think of what movie we saw. Some movie, um, we we saw Dark Phoenix in the theater. Oh, and the whole time I was making fun of how garbage it was, and and then you didn't change your mind on that. No, I still. I, that's okay. why it's a bad example. But she, she, she thought I was. Uh, she thought I was being ridiculous, saying that it was worse than it was. But I'm still today. I'm like that. No, movie it was, was. It was bad. Yeah, and that's that's supposed to be that's supposed to be the end of the. Ooh, uh, I just saw what movies. the movie was. It was Toy Story oh. Four. That's the movie she was she was pissed about. We went and saw Toy Story oh. Four on our uh, honeymoon, and I thought it was, oh, okay. I thought it was pretty good. I thought I liked it. And then uh, a month later, I was like, you know, that was a really unneeded film, and definitely the worst of the four. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't. I didn't. It wasn't that great. And my wife's like, "You said it was great when we saw it." I'm like, "Yeah, I did, but I had more time to think about it. I just, I kind of wish it wasn't made." You know, that's the thing. <laughs> Disney don't. Uh, that's that's the thing. Is like, yeah, it, was it an enjoyable movie? Yeah, was it was it like was it great? Nah, you know, was it good enough to justify its own existence? In For entertainment, barely, I would say yes. Barely. Oh. Yeah, but it wasn't bad by any means. I thought it was funny though, like Tom Hanks in, in interviews, like he was just fed up with like the, you know, Disney kind of, uh, you know, the orders from the top, like you know, don't mention you know Bo Peep being gone, you know, say she's always been a strong woman character. You know, that that's the, he said that like on like I on, like, I think it was Jimmy Fallon, but he was just like fed up, like she's always been a strong, independent woman. Nah. I mean, it is weird how they just kind of like made her a big character, and she was just kind of like in the first one for a little. Yeah, bit. I kind of, I mean, I kind of liked her character in four. I just to me, it, to it, me, it she was a different amazing. character. I love her. To me, she was just a different character in four. Yeah. wasn't even the same character. But no, she. But yeah. that uh, she's royalty to me though. <laughs> after Ghostbusters, so see that. But that's another interesting topic. Is like, um, so like we just talked about was was four Toy Story four was it necessary? Uh, were the Star Wars sequels necessary? Well, if you're someone like no. if you're someone like my dad who just pays for a movie ticket to get a good time and he sees the the sequel trilogy and he loves them and enjoys them, you know, the point of a movie is to be entertained. So you can make the argument for someone like my dad or or people who aren't invested mm-hmm. in Star Wars canon, yeah, it was worth making it cuz it was a good time. My dad will watch that on Netflix 10 times, you know, he'll rewatch the stuff over and over again, Disney Plus whatever. Um so for him, like it's obvious. Yeah, it was worth making, but for us it's like Okay, well, the sequel trilogy, you know, I personally found mm-hmm. it entertaining, but like for the canon, what it's just it's been a huge L. Yeah. It's been a huge loss for the canon. It has not improved it, it's hindered it, it's 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 altered 
for, events of the sixth film. <laughs> so what you're saying is that for the normies, it's fine, but for the obsessives, for like the true fans, uh, yeah, that's actually exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. And you know, the word the word fan comes from fanatic, and fanatic, you know, it didn't used to be a word people looked at. I mean, really, people still don't look at that word as good. Being a fanatic is not necessarily. A good thing, and we all pride ourselves it, in being fans, but sometimes it's a it little... It depends on who's giving the money and who's getting the money. The people getting the money think it's just swell. That's but, true. That's true. You know, I mean... It's the third party that's just like, maybe you shouldn't spend so much money on toys, you think? Yeah. I mean, it's just like it's just like people who, like, like for instance, Halo 4 didn't go the direction people wanted it to go. I thought it was a really fun, great game. Um, Halo 5, it wasn't the direction I wanted it to go, and it wasn't that much fun either. I'm talking about the campaign. So, like, for me, it's not... Mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to be objective here and say, well, even if it didn't go the way I wanted, was it fun? You know, I didn't have a lot of fun with Halo mm-hmm. 5's campaign, mm-hmm. and it's not what I wanted. But... Yeah. So, so, it's like with Infinite, if Infinite's not what I want, but it's good, you know, go ahead, Justin. Okay, so... Yeah, yeah. It, that, that, that's the thing, as I mentioned last time. It, it's just gotta be fun. It just has to be fun. You know, uh, that's that's what it comes down to. It just has to be fun. Over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> it doesn't have to fit every little mm. thing we personally want. Yeah. In fact, they should just ignore a lot of stuff, like past stuff, and just just make it fun, guys. I mean, the grunts, to get a headshot in grunts and, you know, even yeah. if you have the birthday school turned on, yay, yeah. you know, confetti, that's fun. You know, I, I, I can't think of anything in the new games that's been like, yeah, there's been some cool stuff, but the only uh, you know I I, I actually I, I asked you, I asked you guys before um, in the last episode whether or not like is there ever been a time you felt like a badass in the new games? Um, and I can say actually you know thinking about it, yeah, there is, but it's only in Halo Five multiplayer where I do something mm. really awesome. You know, you get a headshot with a sniper, and you switch down and you finish off a kill. You know, uh, down below, you know. Uh, you know, jumping down a platform and going on to the next one and getting like a, a grenade, like a nade right there, a nade kill, and then like you know doing a, like a you know three sixty no scope. You, you know you yeah. you feel awesome. I mean, in Halo those Five moments, makes but... you feel like a super soldier. So yeah, I, I'm definitely a bigger stand of Halo Four than than you guys. I feel like Halo Four made me feel pretty. I mean, I, I think that's a good game. Um, though I did admit that most of the badass moments of Halo Four were in the cutscene more than in gameplay. I don't even but. I don't even recall like the. Badass moments in Halo 4's cutscenes, though. I remember. Uh, When's the last time you I played, it, Justin? Oh, probably been like three or four yeah. years. Um, I remember getting the mech and just being like, "Why is there a mech in Halo?" Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit why, in the middle on the mech. It's not my favorite, but I don't know. Just just like I said, moments with uh, Chief and Cortana jumping off the ghost right before it goes down the cliff. Them going after the didact, like they like uh, Chief jumps out of a tower and like skydives into a. Um, the, onto the composer ship. I mean, there's a lot of really cool moments for me in that campaign. But I think maybe if you, I'm not saying you'd agree with me, but if you played it more recently, you could have more context to maybe discuss it with me. You know, but, you know, it'd be a fun little element for a Halo game is to like make make it to where the, the player can you know kill more creatively, like uh, kind of an extension of like, oh, there's some some red barrels over there. You know, boom, boom, oh, big explosion. But like. You know, have uh, you know? Think think of the ending scene of like Aliens with Ripley in that that kind of like you know, well the 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 the, the lifting suit. Mm-hmm. Like she gets in that suit, and she, you know, 
you know, I'm not saying like that, like a one for one comparison, like let's have that, but let's, uh, you know, something, you know, let, let, let's say like you're out of ammo, you know, there, there, there's this, the, there's this thing in, in games where, you know, you're being bombarded with enemies. And if you hadn't been like bombarded by enemies running at you, you'd have no weapons, you'd have no ammo and everything. I would love to see something to where like, you know, kind of like the end of reach, like, it, you know, things are just coming at you and it's infinite. And so like, maybe you get in a situation like that and you have to be creative to get out of it. I would love to see something like that, whereas, like, you see Bungie in, in Destiny, like, okay, well, now we're at this door, and I have to unlock it. Please, you know, defend me while I do this for the umpteenth time. Yeah. G- give me well, you just kind of gave me the inverted ways. idea. I think it'd be cool if there was a mission in Halo Infinite where you pick up, like, an assault rifle that's got, like, 62 rounds in it, and oh, and then yeah. you're in a warehouse that's, like, got a bunch of, like, um, like enemies that don't have guns themselves, and you have to strategically sneak and use those sixty-two bullets to get through the where, like get through the building. Like you can't just mow them all down because you're so limited on ammo. Yeah, something like that would be cool. Yeah, and I think that'd be interesting. I love that. Actually. I think you're. I think you're like whether it turns out well or not. I think what you said is going to happen anyways. I feel like there is going to be at least one, if not several, different new concepts in Halo Infinite. They're that they're going to try. I mean, they tried one in Halo Five. Well, they tried several, but like Halo Five, they tried the silent missions where you don't shoot, yeah, which didn't really work out too well. They tried squad mechanics, which even though I'm not a fan of squad mechanics, it has worked in other games. It didn't really work that well mm-hmm. in Five. Um, the revive system in Halo Five was really bad. It's just horrible. Um, you know, they tried some things there, but if you, what I keep looking at is I look at Gears of War Five, which I know you haven't beat, but have you played long enough to get to any of Gears of Five's open uh, open world sections? No, you haven't. It's, okay, you haven't played mine very much, then have you? I mean, kind of, kind of. Where you I, drive I the skiff? Where you play as, I haven't got to that point, but there is a point where you like you play as uh, um, Kate for the first time. That first level is her. You're, you're going through this entire kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, um, kind of. Uh, outcast kind of uh complex okay. you know building you know building the building and everything in this kind of openish kind of place until you get to a a guy that starts a cutscene that has the enemies invading okay well i don't think okay that i don't think you quite got to what i was talking about but um in gears they introduced two giant mission slash levels that are like open world and you have a skiff they call it a skiff it's like a it's almost like a sled pulled by a parachute oh no i did get to okay. that yeah yeah, and and those missions you can drive straight to the mission objective, and and beat it in a typical gears you know uh, crowd or uh, waist high level you know crouching type areas designed for shootouts, or you can like go off to the side and like find some special weapon or find some collectibles mm. or like you can go off to an outpost that has some some of the swarm in it that aren't mandatory. Um, so with Gears 5, they definitely tried to, you can tell in Gears 5, they're very much trying to inject new life into it, do something new. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, I don't think it hurt the game at all, but I definitely don't feel like Gears 5 was this revolutionary experience just because they gave me a couple skiff missions. So I think they're going to do that with Infinite. It's just like, what are they going to do with Infinite? You know, what is going to be yeah, Infinite? There, there does seem to be a lot of, uh, I'm sure there's some connection between, um, you know, some some communication between companies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you know, uh, which may or may not be a good thing. You know, you might. Well, you said that you yourself know. with the Call of Duty and Halo Five having the same abilities. Remember, 
Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah, that's like and they happen around the same time. So it's like, but you know. but these are under the same uh you know umbrella. Company, yeah, yeah, yeah. Microsoft yeah. owning them. So I wonder if they do have like an annual kind of like what know, we're doing with our company games. mixer. Yeah. yeah, which again could be could be a good or bad thing. And like you could have you know you don't want too much I know ideas spilling over from one to the other. But it is nice to know like you're not doing the exact same thing too. So um uh, with with infinite, I hope they kind of you know, go out of the box a bit. Uh, but also, you know, it, it, it's it's just <laughs> out of the box, but also like, you know, roots, that sort of thing, you know? It's a really fine yeah. line to walk uh, because, I mean, we just saw it, like 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 we said at the beginning, um, Force Awakens kind of won everyone back by doing the same thing over again. But now that the sequel trilogy is over, everyone just kind of wishes they did something more original and more new. So you really can't, you know, you can't win. It's like, if Halo Infinite plays like Halo 1, you know, that's too close to the original. If they go way off the rails and do, like, open-world, online-only, third-person missions, some weird stuff, then people are going to be like, okay, you guys, you know, this is not Halo. You know, so... Which I hate that statement, because to me, Halo is Halo. I mean, you know, there's there's fans of every game out there. Some, some favorite are five, and some are four, and some of the Bungie games, you know, so... But, um... Yeah, Justin, do you want to go into uh, question and answers? Let's do it. Alrighty. Let's see here. So, on the Twitter, I asked, having trouble pulling this up here. What is your Twitter, by the way? Oh, well, thank you for asking, Justin. It is at Sacred Icon Halo. And, Justin, do you have a Twitter or no? Nope, not, not yet. yet. When he does, he will be mentioned. But you guys can also find Josh at Jovial Joshy. Uh, even though he's not here right now, he would love to hear your opinions on this episode. He'll actually, even though he's going to be sad he wasn't here, he's going to enjoy the fact that he got to listen to an episode that he wasn't a part of. <laughs> I know he'll say that because, like, I know when I do episodes with guests or whatever, Josh is excited that he has more content. Like, it's like, even though it's our our show, um, I said, and if if you have a, if you have a moment to send him some well wishes, yes, yes, leave a comment on his wall or something, or not his wall. What do they call it on Twitter, anyways? Your page feed feed me. Uh, that's what it is with Facebook. I don't know you kids these days. So the question we asked on the Sacred Icon Halo Twitter was: If Halo Infinite fell remarkably short of your expectations, would you think less of the property as a whole? Would your Halo fandom change? Uh, you want to answer that question for yourself first, uh, Justin? Uh, I'll, I'll let you go first. Okay. Um, what I said, because I answered it myself, actually, with my own profile. Um, for me, the I love Halo, and my love for Halo is rooted in the experiences I had that I loved and enjoyed. You know, my first time playing Halo, the times with my friends, um, both in original like trilogy stuff and in 4 and 5, like 5 multiplayer, 4 campaign later. So... For me, like Halo is going to have the same level, the same level of love and enjoyment, and res- I'm going to have the same respect for the franchise as I always have, because for me, the games I love is where it's at. Like, no matter how many games they add, they could add five more Halo games in a row that just completely suck. I still have one, two, three, Reach, four, ODST. You know, I have those games that I hold dear. So, um, no, it, it can't change my fandom at all. Um, if we got bad game after bad game after bad game, I would definitely get in a more pessimistic, like, 
you know, Halo's done type mentality <laughs> because you just, you kind of, you see that in other franchises with like, uh, people were like Resident Evil, for instance, people were going, you know, four was more action based, then five was really action based, and then six wasn't even horror anymore. And people are going, when am I going to get a Resident Evil that like is good again? You know, and finally one happened. So, short answer is no, it wouldn't change my fandom. What about you, Justin? Uh, can you re ask the question for the, uh, the re- for the audience? Uh, yes, sure. Uh, if Halo Infinite fell remarkably short of your expectations, would you think less of the property as a whole? Would your Halo fandom change? Um, they got to get something. They got to nail something right. If if this is a colossal miss on every mark, then yeah, it would probably. I mean, I'd just be like, meh, yeah, we're done here. You know, kind of like uh, it's kind of how like the last Jedi was with uh, with Star Wars. It's like, yeah, I'm I'm I still have not paid to see. Rise of Skywalker. I haven't even you know watched it on Disney Plus because I don't want to give them that uh, that that stat. You know, um, I don't care. That's that's fair. Let me play devil's advocate with you. But go ahead though. Sorry. Uh, but but yeah, as long as they get something when aspect right, whether they mess up the, the multiplayer, but they get the campaign right. You know, the uh, inverse of what happened with five. Um, you know, yeah that that that's that's where I'm that's where I'm at. If they get one thing right, I'm still on board. Yeah. But if it, if it's just a colossal misstep. It's like, all right, you know, the the golden the golden age of Halo. I think we can agree uh, agree is is pretty much past because there's just such a you know so many first person shooters that are on the market right I mean, now. It's past regardless and, of how good Infinite is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully Infinite can like kind of. I would love to see the Halo series take back that you know, take back the do like a Doom thing and be, where Doom be, comes back in a big yeah. way. You know, like Halo comes back in a big way. Yeah, I want to see Halo be number one again. Yeah, no, I think you're completely fair in, in what you said. I think the the one like uh, you know devil's advocate caveat thing I throw at you is you watched and really enjoyed the ending of the Clone Wars series, right? Yeah, I enjoyed it. So like, I feel I like it. I feel like there's always going to be that opportunity there. Like if if like Justin said, like if this ne- if Halo Infinite you know misses on all fronts, there's always going to be that that uh, that uh, ability for some other Halo property to come along and and really show. It's it's kind of shining light for the franchise. I feel like a lot of people right now are very upset about the sequel trilogy in Star Wars, but they're they're so happy with the Clone Wars and the final season. So, like I said before, it, it's I know I'm sounding like a broken record now, but uh, something sucks until it doesn't, and then people are happy, you know. So, um, but our first response is from, and I've had him on here so many times, I really should get his name correct. Ryuji at Ryuji Gunblade. He says Halo is forever because Halo is the fandom. Um, you know, it's kind of a, a touchy heart type thing to say, but I, I kind of agree with him. I think there's a large part of of our love for Halo that comes from the the fandom and the the extracurricular things around Halo. You know, the red versus blue, the podcast, the the Twitch streams, the YouTube. What do you think about that, Justin? Um, as long as there is a big enough audience that will buy the games, or that that's always going to be yeah. there. But if they if they keep on messing up. Then that's gonna keep dwindling. True. So I mean, yeah. They they need to they need to buckle down and um, make some good good content. You know, it doesn't have to be like fan servicey. It doesn't have to like, you know, it just has to be good enough. Yeah. Um, good enough and and have aspects of greatness. That's you know. Yeah, I think you're completely right. On one hand, I think, like maybe I'm really naive in saying this, but I feel like Halo itself is a big enough name. That even if they turned out crap for years, it would still sell enough to keep them going. Does that sound wrong? 
I'm not saying the budget um, wouldn't get lowered and things wouldn't get altered, but it's just like Resident Evil. I feel like if you if you crap out a Resident Evil game, it's got two million to sell at least. <laughs> okay, um, Master Chief retires. John Moon Seven goes off to uh, live on uh, Moon of Saturn, and Sarah Palmer is the new main character. Oh right, I am wrong. Sorry. <laughs> oh, man. that's what I'm saying is you can make some colossal missteps. The new Halo game and, starts off uh, with Palmer going, "What's up, eggheads?" Yeah. And it, yeah, and you you put some inject some politics in there because that's what we need in all our franchises mm. these days is is people's personal petty well, politics. politics never change and they're relevant forever. Just yeah, kidding. That's exactly right. Yeah. Oh, perfectly said. Um. Uh, but the next mm-hmm. one is from at Loosed Cannon. He says, honestly, this franchise has had a major impact on my view of video games. If Infinite does flop, I won't leave the franchise, but instead take a massive break from it. Mm-hmm. Don't blame Well, me. it sounds like that's just part of the course right now. We're having games every five years, so a break is just inherent. Yeah, I mean, I, that's why part of the reason why I picked his uh, comment, because when Halo 5 came out, I was so... Because I'm just a story guy mainly, you know, even though the multiplayer is great. Mm-hmm. I was so, like, uh, just disillusioned with the franchise after playing 5 Story that I took a huge break from it. I really didn't... T- I'm, I'm the kind of guy that never shuts up about Halo. Justin can say that more than anyone. <laughs> and for about a solid two years at least, if not closer to three, I just didn't talk about Halo that much. It was just kind of like, you know, I still loved Halo, but, you know, you know what's that? Uh, okay, so... I just something occurred to me. There's this thing in in show business, you know, you always leave them wanting more, and I think that's something we absolutely had at the end of Halo One, but even more so at Halo Two because that cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Like I remember dropping my draw, my dro- dropping my dropping draw my drawers, at that, uh, <laughs> dropping my drawers <laughs> uh, at. Uh, Dropping my jaw at uh, the end of Halo 2. That cliffhanger was one of the... It was just, for me, it's just... Yeah. Oh. So, after that, it left this vacuum of like, okay, I want more, mm-hmm. but I can't. I gotta wait till you know, 3. And uh, what we had in service was Halo 2, and Halo 2 was huge. So, to make up for that, we just played a crap ton of Halo 2. Mm-hmm. Just everybody did. It was great. Uh, I wonder if... Um, I mean, Halo 3 sealed everything up and i feel like halo 3 that's when it started to like leave um call of duty started coming out and by, oh, by yeah. reach call of duty overtook halo um and has not call of duty overtook halo since. during three actually yeah and then that, that kind of goes into my point it's like we, we weren't left wanting more with three we, we had got what we had came if for. anything we had that feeling um, of like i'm sad it's over i want more but i know i shouldn't get more yeah, it was satisfied. Yeah. It's satisfied. When three it, ended, I was like, of... "That was a great ending. This is this is summed up. This is great." But I selfishly wish I could have more. But I know I shouldn't get more because it's good as it is. You know, I want more, and I know I shouldn't. It's like candy, um, man. You know, it's great if you have a ball like one piece, but you know, you have twenty, and it's it's more like sand. There's just something. oh, it's quartz um, everywhere. Yeah, there you go. Um, with uh, with Halo Six. They need to leave us wanting more. They don't have to do a cliffhanger, but they need to like leave us wanting, wanting more because more. what we just had was so damn good. And we want more. Because technically, yeah. Halo if Five can do that, menu, but no one talks about it because no one cares. Yeah, you're right. Chief you're and right. Lock getting off on saying Helios and coming up to Halsey and Arbiter, and then Halsey's like, "It took you long enough," and then it's over. So yeah, it was a cliffhanger, but it did not leave anybody. No, nobody, wanting everyone was just fact, like, "They wanted eh, us to like, go really? back." All right, whatever. Yeah. 
No, that was not good. Uh, the next one is from Simon Luxenberg says, depends if we're talking about the entire game or just a specific mode. Probably not because I'm a big advocate for learning from mistakes. Also, thinking less of dropping a franchise because of one bad entry. Oh, thinking... He basically says if dropping a franchise because of one entry is dumb and immature, he says. Um, so, But I'm pretty sure, from what I've seen from Simon before, he's a fan of uh, 4 and 5 all the way through. So okay. for him, that would be his first... You know, If Infinite was bad, that'd be the first one that's bad. I, I mean, I more or less agree with him. I don't think... I don't know if I'd say it's immature because it's <laughs> it's entertainment and you can pick and choose what you want. It's just there to entertain, but... I, I think... Um, yeah, I wouldn't say it's No, I wouldn't say it's immature, but I would say that uh, if it's something you really love, I, I think one bad entry, I, I don't think it's the best reason to leave. Once again, you know, it's, it's entertainment. Do what you want, but... It would have to be really bad. Yeah, I mean, because, like, even with, like, the Alien series, like, Justin and I are fans of Aliens. We love Alien 1. We love Aliens, you know, Aliens, the sequel. <laughs> Alien 3 was bad. <laughs> Alien 3 was bad, but I don't know if you agree with me, Justin, but, like, if, if Alien 4 had been as good as the first two Alien movies, I think I could have lived with three, personally. Because to me, three is nowhere near as bad as Alien 4 I, and see, uh, I have, Prometheus. I have problems, like, trying to put myself in, you know, where, you, where you're at mentally there, because I can't imagine Halo, I'm sorry, Halo, Alien uh, 4 being any good in any, any way. Like, I, I can't, I can't physically mentally Well, but we that. got it, we got an Alien 4, and it was worse than 3, in my opinion, Resurrection. Yeah. No, I I agree. I agree, but that's what I'm saying is like if it, if a four came out, like it was so bad, it's like a black hole of like imagination. I can't imagine anything yeah. that would uh, uh, be good in its place. You know, that's where I'm at. Yeah, with that. I made I made Justin watch Alien Covenant. That was probably one of the worst things I ever did. Use a friend. That's where Michael um, Fassbender kisses himself, makes out with himself. Oh, that was the best scene. I, I loved it as much. I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the thing is uh, with, with real quick with those movies is that like there are some decent scenes that not being one of them that was just a very odd everything. Uh, there's elements of those that could be good, but then you know Ridley Scott. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, man. Um, next response is from Missa Red. I wouldn't leave. I'd be sad and disappointed, but I also did a really good job of not putting high ho- high hype in this Halo. So I'm okay if it's not my favorite. I've got Halo Four and Five to fall back on, and Halo Wars Two, and then there's a backlog of other backlog of other non-Halo games. That being said, I'm sure I could find something to enjoy, even if it's one simple thing. Plus, people still put their hard work into this, whether I personally like it or not. People still give a lot of time into it, so there's appreciation that I'll have for this game as well. She makes a good point. Uh, you know, people put their hard work into this. Like these people who work it on Halo, they want it to be good. They want it to be loved. They they're there because they love Halo. Like I have a hard time believing anybody goes to work at three four three to deviously make a, a poor game. You know, everybody wants it to be good. It's just like I've said before on the podcast. If me or Josh or Justin got hired to work at three four three, and everyone in our fan base thought we had the perfect ideas for Halo, we're gonna be one out of hundreds. And our the game is not going to be shaped by us. It's going to be shaped by a collective. So, no one you know usually no one person can can be responsible for the entirety of a product. But what do you have to say, Justin? Anything? Uh, it depends. It really depends on that situation. That was the situation for Last Jedi. Um, that was like one person's vision, and um, there was no committee. Apparently, it was just no committee with uh, with any of that stuff. So. Um, 
I mean, it, it all depends. On, it all depends on how convincing um, that person can be to other people. So, um, ideas uh, ideas can be infectious. So, yeah, there's another perspective on it for sure. Um, Michael Sperry says, not necessarily. I may have been bitterly disappointed by Halo 5, but I still enjoyed the multiplayer for what it was, and I appreciated some of the attention to detail in the campaign missions. There was a lot of attention to detail. Uh, at the very least, I expect that Infinite will have a similar effect on me, but honestly, I don't expect Infinite will be such a disappointment. While I do have some concerns about the story, and I don't agree with all the art style changes, I am hopeful this will be a good one. At a minimum, I expect the story will be way better than 5. You know, I have to be with him in the same boat there. I'm one of those people that doesn't mm -hmm. like to harp on the same criticisms over and over and over again because it's, you know, a lot of times I think they're over, usually it's an over, I feel like it's overreaction a lot of times, but I, you know, most people I feel like are in the camp that Halo 5 story wasn't that, that good. You know, it just, it just wasn't enjoyable. I haven't heard anything to the contrary. Well, Miss, Miss Arette I'm, we just I'm, had on, it's her favorite Halo game. I think she started late with the series. It's her favorite title. Um, you know, so. I, I gotta I gotta throw in there too because because you have mentioned many times before that people start with four and that was their first Halo or five, and there are people that like four and five, uh, you know, for what mm -hmm. they are, are not not even for what they have, just that's that's what they yeah. like, that's what they know, that's Halo to them, and imagine something comes out that is a giant hit that you know the Bungie style kind of like that that kind of soul comes back yeah. to it and they're just like I don't know what this is I don't like they this. might not like it and I don't blame them either yeah. I mean I think. They would be in a vast minority of uh, uh, of that. I think if it if it did kind of like go back to its former glory, mm -hmm. that they'd, they'd feel alienated. It's just kind of you know, hopefully not. I mean, you know, we, we don't know until until we get there. But yeah, it, that's just an interesting kind of thing for me to you know consider. Well, not not to the same level as as that, but I kind of feel that way a little bit with uh, Star Wars because I I enjoy the prequel trilogy or the sequel trilogy. I enjoy it. Um, I think it has, obviously we've talked about it, obviously I think I acknowledge the problems that it has, I think there's, you know, it's far from perfect, but uh, I really enjoy the whole sequel trilogy, and uh, I don't really meet anyone on a daily basis that uh, <laughs> has that sentiment. Um, but luckily I was, you know, I grew up with the other ones, so it's not like I'm, it's not like I'm somebody who what, just, what was, what's that? What was your favorite trilogy? Of Star Wars? Yeah. Well that's, I like the sequel trilogy more than the prequel trilogy, for sure. But but do you like the original trilogy more than the sequel trilogy? I mean, it, the long, the short answer is I like the original trilogy more. That's the short. Okay. Does the sequel trilogy negate the original trilogy? Um, no. Why not? Uh, I guess I, maybe I'm missing the angle of your question. I'm am ju just I'm just being uh, a bit rude here and trying to ruin the sequels for you. But uh, I would argue that the sequel trilogy completely negates everything that the original trilogy uh, ended up being about. Oh yeah, I with, mean maybe uh, like in story yeah, story with the Palpatine yeah. bringing back and I even even yeah. agreeing with that wholeheartedly. I still really enjoy the sequel trilogy. You can still put that aside and enjoy. Yeah, it I just think they're really entertaining value. movies with characters that I like. So if you can separate that from like the overall canon. And enjoy the experience. You don't have a problem, but if you actually do, like, sit yeah, down. Canon wise, it, it's like, just yeah. it, hurt, it hurts your brain because the sequel trilogy really, exactly. really messed up to canon. But uh, you know, I think I've, I've said before, like, I'm such a, a much much more lighter uh, fan of Star Wars that um, to me, to me, the uh, it's like this: if we had the original Star Wars trilogy and we never got the prequels, the sequels would just feel like a fan servicey reboot of the original, which is what it feels like, anyways. But I feel like the existence of the prequels makes the existence of the prequels makes it much worse because the prequels show that originality was possible. 
Whereas if the, <laughs> yeah. if it was just the originals and then the sequels, people would be like, oh, okay. You know, it's been 30, 40 years. This is a, a, a soft reboot, you know, continuation. You know, so, oh, it's the grandkids. Oh, yeah. You know, but since we got something so original with the prequels, I think it just it makes the sequel trilogy really look, you know, very, very unoriginal. Um, but, yeah, even saying that, though, it, it's still different because we're talking about people who are fans of Halo 4 and 5, like they started there, and that's their thing. I grew up with the originals. I saw the prequels when they came out. Unlike you and Josh, it's just you guys were much more attached to the franchise. But I definitely feel for the the lore fans on uh, the prequels, or the sequels. I'm sorry, geez, so many quills. Um, it's I don't know how you're going to fix that one because no matter how much people want to parade it around, the the sequels are here. They are canon, and Disney's never going to make them not canon. So they need well, to find a way to fix, when, to work around it. I don't know how they're going to do that. How they're going to fix the what's yeah. going to what what's going to happen is uh, some point Disney's stock price is going to uh, uh, drop a lot, a lot, just quite a bit, and uh, someone's going to buy them, and they're going to say this is no longer canon. They're going to make their own. Maybe one day, maybe Netflix will and, acquire Disney. And and by that point, uh, CGI will be so good that they can you know Grand Moff Tarkin. Um, Rogue One, you know, kind of like that, and make the actor actually look like he's legit, and they'll have uh, gotten Harrison Ford and Billy Lord's permission from, you know, Carrie Fisher's camp and estate, and Mark Ham will sign something, and they'll be, they'll be long dead, and we'll have these brand new Star Wars movies that are in the image of like one super nerd fans, and uh, that's the future. That's gonna happen. Well- what would you do if a new studio purchased Star Wars and then they just said they were telling the stories of the, the the trilogy that comes before the prequel trilogy and you follow young Palpatine? I would do absolutely nothing because there's no option for me to do anything there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yikes. Uh, last one we got from Dat Guy Lock, but it's not Lock like from Halo. It's L-O-C-H. Um Okay. It says, nope, I will still be a fan and will continue to support 343 Industries. Which, it's surprising to find someone so, uh, you know, usually you find someone who says, oh, 343 is dead to me if this isn't good. But even if it's not good, he'd still be a fan and still support 343 Industries. I think there's a level of, if there's such glaring problems with Halo Infinite, like it's it's less of a personal like a personal preference thing and more of a, you this game fundamentally doesn't understand what Halo is. I could see myself being uh, less supportive of 343 in that regard, but I, I do still uh, very much like the studio. I like Halo 4 and 5, less about 5 than 4, and I value those people that are there. So I, I would be, I definitely fall on the side of understanding more with them. But Okay, so I, I also want to go into like, uh, it, it doesn't supporting or blindly supporting or you know having having reasons for supporting a company like 343 or studio um if, if it doesn't get something right it really isn't you know uh, doesn't help anyone it's it's it doesn't it doesn't help anybody but 343 as a brand if that's what you're you know saying you'd support or don't support that's not the right way to look at it because people come and they go you know if it's like a you know say if it's like a football team and they aren't doing great. Well, you don't like say, well, I don't like that. You know, the, the, this team isn't you know my team anymore. That you can certainly do that, but for them to be good, you have to get the right people in there. So the the, the people that aren't working mm-hmm. have to go, and the right people yeah. have to come in. And when you get that right chemistry and that right, you know, everything to get the to make to make gold, that's uh, and that's what we're all looking for. We're looking for that uh, that Super Bowl that Super Bowl team. That's gonna make uh, 
you know, take us all the way to the top. Yeah. That's what we want. That's what we're no, I think that's, I mean, that's a good point. Like, uh, pe- people say, I've heard people say, like, oh, if Infinite fails, it'll be a different developer working on Halo. I don't think that, personally, I don't think that's ever going to happen. No. Uh, There's a company that's been internally created to, to make Halo. You can move. Bonnie Ross might you be can out. move around all the players inside, like like Justin said, inside the team. But the you know the the studio, the equipment, everything there, the licensing that title three four three is an entity that is going to stay. You know, so get get like get like uh, you know Joe Staden back in, which I think he is working at Microsoft. Get like Amy Hennigan. You know, I think I don't know what she's doing right now, but you know she did some good work. Um, you can get the right people in there. I'm I'm in, I'm in the camp that I think the right people are there now, Justin, and I hope I'm right. We'll see. With uh, I hope I hope so yeah, too. I, uh, I I hope so. Very too. passionate people about Halo. But anyways, Justin, any any closing thoughts you you have before we send this one home? Um, hmm. I figured he would try to think of something clever. Mm, me, clever. Uh, ask my girlfriend about. Here, here, me let me give you a random clever. question. Uh, I'm, I'm not give you a random question to send to send. This is one to give me one you like because it gets you, lets you be critical. Tell me which video game franchise or series you think is the most overrated, and tell me why. And that's how we'll close. Ooh, the you can most pick anyone you want. You can pick. You can pick something that I adamantly disagree with. It's just, just, just video video game series. Um, I guess. Okay. Um. Okay. With, um, yeah, video game series would be good. Okay. Okay. I'll tell you. What, you go ahead and go because I I need to have some time to think about that. What one. do you mean go? Most. Are you, are you are you gonna like? Oh, I was gonna yourself? give you just. I was gonna. Okay, I'll, I'll guess what. I'll, I'll do something. I'll do something. Uh, since okay. while you're thinking, um, let me clarify for you guys before I give you mine. And this isn't one I think is like unfairly overrated. I think it deserves a lot of its praise. But personally, for me, and this has nothing to do with recent news. I've never been that big of a, a fan of uh, The Last of Us. Um, I think it's a good game. I think it uh, has high production values, good story, good characters. Um, I think it deserved a lot of its, a lot of if not most of its praise. Um, I'm not even talking about the sequel. This is completely irrelevant to the sequel. Before I knew anything about it, um, I just didn't find The Last of Us to be this um, this trophy like game that's held above the rest. Uh, it, to me, it was a good story that I enjoyed, and that was that. I had no desire to play it again. Um, those characters didn't resonate with me in the way something like Master Chief or even something like Mario that's more iconic does, you know, they're just kind of just good, well-constructed human characters that I that I kind of forgot about uh, once the game was over. So I've never really understood the appeal. Uh, uh, well, I guess I understand the appeal, but I've never understood the widespread, um, like, this is the game of all games that uh, praise that The Last of Us gets. But I definitely um, appreciate that people enjoy that. So that's that's kind of mine. What, what do you have, Justin? You know, I can't single out. Uh, Would it help you if entire, I open it up like, to movies? No, um, I, I would, I would, I have an answer, but it's not like one single thing. It's uh, for me, I, I've noticed this thing with like, um, like the, the the PlayStation base, like the PlayStation fan base. They are so like fanatical, and I've I've noticed like if it's exclusive, it gets so like so overrated. Um, and you know, you know, a good example is like, you know, going from like Metal Gear Solid, you know, one, that was, that was, you know, people love that. Um, people, you know, they, they go crazy. And then you got like, I think two, I think, yeah, I think Metal Gear Solid two was, uh, um, multi-platform and you didn't hear anything about it. And you go to three, um, 
What, what three was the big one, right? All that I know, on, uh, all I know is that I'm pretty, sh- I'm was pretty it sure four? Metal Gear Solid Four, uh, the Guns of the Patriots, or however that's called, Guns of the Patriots. That was PS3 only. I remember. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and that was like, oh, it's the best game of all time. It's, so anytime it, like, and it does this thing where it's exclusive, then it's multi-plat. It's exclusive, then it's multi-plat. And when it's exclusive, it's the best thing ever. And when it's multi-plat, nobody talks about it. Like it's not anywhere near as big. Now there might be some other reasons, but I, I just noticed that. Um, anytime there's an exclusive on uh, PlayStation, it's like the fanboys will just like say it's the greatest thing ever. Haha, ha, you don't have it. And then when it's multiplat the next time, crickets. I, I think there's uh, there's some. Uh, I mean, I'm not. I definitely think there's some level of truth to what you're saying there. I think, my personal opinion, I think there's a better quantity of good exclusives on the PlayStation at this point in time than the Xbox, but. I do personally feel like I see because I just mentioned The Last of Us. I personally feel like I see uh, sometimes the praise is is blown out of the water more. Uh, maybe it's just because the fact that it's associated with like it's an exclusive of the PlayStation gives people the hype. But you know, like I've played a lot of those exclusives. I played um, Last of Us. I've played uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. I played. I really like The Last of Us. That was one of my yeah. Favorites. I played Horizon Zero Dawn. I played God of War. Um, I played Bloodborne. You know, Bloodborne is my favorite um, PlayStation exclusive. Um, but like, I thought Horizon Zero Dawn was good, but not not mind blowing. I thought God of War was really fun, really good. I really like God of War, but it wasn't a ten ten experience for me. So, but yeah, I feel like they do get um, praised maybe a, a bit more because of the exclusivity. On on the other hand, too, with Xbox, um, in my opinion, there hasn't on the Xbox One generation. There hasn't really been any um, 10 out of 10 experiences that were exclusive to that platform, other than maybe, and one I haven't played, Cuphead and um, Ori in the Blind Forest, which um, both get really good praise and I think it's deserved. I think maybe they're less focused on because they're more indie. Uh, Halo 5 was good in some respects. Halo, Gears 4 and 5 were good in some respects. Sunset Overdrive was good, but it wasn't a 10, um, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really like Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, too. and also that's not... Isn't that on PlayStation now? I think it might be. No, no, it's not on PlayStation, but Insomniac is now owned by... Oh, there's rumors that it, it could it, come to PlayStation. Probably. Um, hey, by the way, real quick, um, remember that one time you were like, nah, Crash is never going to be on the Xbox, and it's like, yeah, well, you're like, nah, nope, never going to happen. Uh, 100% I did say that, and uh, I was mm-hmm. wrong, though the one thing I will I will say... Can you say that again I real wrong. quick? I, I just want to hear it. Though Thank I will you. say the one thing in my defense that Justin, in my opinion, you didn't understand at the time was um, Crash, while even the Crash Bandicoot IP was owned by Activision, the games that came to Xbox were not owned by Activision. And that's why, that's why I thought we'd never see them on Xbox because Activision had agreed to leave the licenses for Crash 1 through 3 and... Um, Crash Team Racing with Sony. So the only reason we got the Crash games on the other systems is because Sony must have made a deal, obviously, to um, we'll give you the licenses for these games if we can have them remastered. And they also got exclusivity for like a year or something, six months. So I, I, I think it may have been something that, that the deal wasn't in perpetuity. That's my my thing. I, I think it may have been something like that, but there, there could, have, could have been some give and take with that. But I just wanted to end it on uh, on you saying you were wrong. Well, it oh. happens once in a great while. Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, but anyways, guys, uh, I'm glad you could uh, be here to hear us uh, dog each other and uh, talk about how much we love the PlayStation exclusives. Um, 
I'm glad you could all hear that as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, guys, uh, hopefully next time Josh will be back. Uh, sorry for this episode. Maybe it sounds not quite as good. Maybe it's just a little different than normal. I am currently moving into a new house, so I'm uh, not at my computer desk. And uh, Josh, as you know, is out. So uh, we'll be back in a week or so, guys. And uh, just uh, keep it sacred, guys. What Do you have anything to say, Justin? Um. Yeah, keep it keep it sacred, yeah. That's pretty much it. Good good way to end it.